Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro.co slash clink listeners did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year and if that's not bad enough most cleaning formulas are 90 percent water which is heavy to ship leading to excessive carbon emissions plus those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia that's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet nobody's trying to have that enter blue land blue land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refill start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of true crime. Up in here. Up in here. My spring break edition. Yeah. Sweet. First of all, I want to uh, make a shout out to our friend Lynn. It's her birthday week. Oh, happy birthday, Lynn. Yes. Happy birthday. And then I also, you know what also is this week? Yeah. Leprechaun Day. Oh, it it is. Yeah. Let's drink some green juice, beer, whatever. (laughs) Something from the back of the fridge. Whatever is green you got going on. Oh, gosh. Don't (laughs) say that. I just cleaned out the back of my fridge, by the way. And I did see something green that was so bad. Edible at one time. I know. (laughs) So bad. You know, I'm like a sucker for all those sauces condiments that's my my fridge clutter i buy them all and then i forget that i even have them and i'm like what would i even use this for and it's like and i'm like oh, whatever yeah it was totally dumb what a waste of money well we're not going to be able to be like spending that kind of frivolous cash after the gas prices this week oh my gosh they're little bananas right they are bananas um and by the way on on our Patreon, we did say that we are thinking of the world and Ukraine, um, but 
we don't want to be a drag on your week because we know you guys get a lot of news elsewhere. So just think that we are very sympathetic and we are always thinking and praying. But for your Monday morning pleasure, we're going to stay off that topic. Word. Listen, speaking of the gas prices, though, Tab, so the electric bikes are a big controversy in my hood. Everybody's got one. And all the teenagers have them. And they're cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs on them. And the drivers on my local Facebook page are like, like they call out your kid, basically. They're like, was your kid in a red shirt and a white hat? Because they were doing something terrible on their e-bike. And I'm thinking it is a little crazy. Like, I might have been a little nuts if somebody had given me an e-bike at 15. Right? Listen, we don't have that yet around here. I think the California is a little ahead of the curve. But I would, I kind of want one for myself. I mean, I kind of want one too. They look so fun, but kind of dangerous, especially when you're like careless. Like, those kids are probably like texting and e-biking. Who knows? I think it is really... It is really dangerous. I, and you know, the scooters, the electric scooters, the birds and stuff, those are so dangerous. Also, I've known so many people that have broken their bones and legs and into like pieces from them. So, you know, you got to, maybe there needs to be a course before you can get on the electric bike. I think I'm going to break my leg just by like tripping over them because people just leave them in the middle of the street. Yeah, I know that. Pick it up, lean it on something. They're not yours. They're just like a rent, a rental yeah. or what? Yeah, they're just a rental. Okay. It's like the birds or whatever, those scooters where you can just pick one up and take it down the street and then drop it off wherever you get, where you go. You know, my old au pair, she, she and her uh, boyfriend would go pick up those birds around yeah. town and deliver them back to their charging station. Mm-hmm. And they made money doing that. Yeah, good. They would pay like $5 a scooter. Yeah, that's a that's that's swell idea to make up that extra gas money, people. Right? I think so too. Yeah, especially if you have a lot in your neighborhood. Yeah, pick them up, charge them up. Pick them up. So, speaking of spring break, my kids informed me today that it was spring picture day. You know, I'm too cheap to buy the spring pictures, but I wouldn't hate if my kids like looked all right, and they definitely didn't look all right today. You know? We had spring picture day last week and I got the, I got the results already. You did. And it's not like a, it's not, it's a different picture. You know, it's, it's like a full body shot for spring. Yeah. I'm not with it. I'm not with it either. Yeah. I'm not. I'm actually not with it. Yeah. They're too old. That's like fine when you're like in preschool. Preschool. Right. Yeah. I know my daughter who's like in middle school. She's like, Mom, it's a full body shot. Like, really? What a, like, yeah, really weird. Yeah, what a rip. <laughs> I mean, save those for your Christmas pictures. But I also am a little insecure that the photographer was like, what a loser mom. Could we not, like, do something with their hair or something today? Like, nice outfit. For sure. <laughs> for sure they were. They were thinking but that. I would be less worried about the photographer that you're never going to see again and more worried about the, like, mom that volunteered to put your kid oh. up that one you're going to see for the next few years and she's gonna be like oh you're the mom that sent your kid without their hair brush or a matching outfit well i'm in california so we still have like no contact with each other so i don't even know the only parent in my kids class that i know i know because back when my kids went to preschool our kids went to preschool together that's it. Oh. Did you <laughs> do they let them take their mask off to take the picture? I hope so. Uh, that's going to be last day. <laughs> last day. I think actually, as long as we're rocking it, let's be honest. Let's keep them on. Right. Let's, <laughs> For that last I picture. might I might buy them then. Yeah. Gretchen gets Gretchen gets freedom. Is it tomorrow? Tomorrow is the last day of masks. My kids are so excited. And it's like, what's the difference between yesterday and today? I mean, don't get us started. I mean, yeah. Okay, so they have to wear them on Friday. We're recording on Thursday. Wait, yeah, we're recording on Thursday. Thursday. So they have to wear them Friday. 
And then they come back to school Monday mask free. Yeah. And listen, people, we're not like anti-masky. It's just we've been in this as long as y'all for two years. And we've evolved along with this. And we saw the Super Bowl. So tell me. Right. Yes, we did. You, you know what I'm saying? It's like, OK, right. We're kind of done. I also I also saw the Justin Bieber concert in Los Angeles and nobody was wearing a mask. And I'm so jealous, you guys. I have some friends that went in Los Angeles to see the Biebs before I get to see them in Dallas. And they all were not even big Justin Bieber fans. So that also hurt my heart a little bit. And now they're all (laughs) believers and they are like fully admitting it. I'm like, you know, I've known it for years, like 10. So, okay, I can't wait since he's been 18. (laughs) Anyways, I have a story for you today. Yeah, let's get to it. Yeah, let's get to it. All righty then. This week's case really had me going crazy because it was on court TV, which is Uh. funny because I think you're like watching court court TV right now on the Jesse Smolden case. I am actually, as we are recording this, I am watching it. It is taking so long, y'all. I mean, everyone and their mother and Jesse's mother has given a statement. Something to say? Yeah, which is fair enough. I mean, you know, everybody gets their day in court, right? But I'm like, mommy's got a podcast to record. Can we cut to the sentencing? What's it going to be? I know. Okay, so funny you say that because when you watch the trials on the court TV, like the whole thing, it's so much talking and so much hours and hours of just, you know, whatever they want to tell you. So I think you guys are all real lucky that we just kind of wrap it up in one hour. (laughs) Oh, I love a trial, though. You know what? When I have when we do a case where I get to watch a trial that was like on court tv or there's a bunch of footage on youtube and stuff i'll tell you what i get real invested extra because i just like keep it on in my earbud and just do all my stuff around the house because there is so much downtime i mean so much downtime oh there is so you much can't downtime. just sit there and watch it no way listen this try i know i actually listened to it because on my drives but this trial had the suspect went on the stand. That's even better. Mm. That gets you like, I I don't know. I mean, if the person that committed the crime wants to talk, I want to listen. Yeah, that is good. Anyways, I'm talking about the case of Cherie Miller out of Flint, Michigan. A lot of people have heard of Flint, Michigan for a few reasons, but one main reason was this is where the General Motors GM plant was. Did you know that? Uh, yeah, and they had a, they had a GM? they had a little bit of a water crisis there, Tab. I think that's the big reason people know oh. about Flint, Michigan. Oh, listen, that water crisis is a big deal. Still a big deal affecting those poor people. It is really affecting those poor people, yeah. and that is probably why you can get a house in Flint, Michigan, right now for twenty five thousand dollars. No way. On yeah. Let's move and to on top Flint. Of that, bring our Aquafina. <laughs> bring your Aquafina. I don't think you would also want to move to Flint because it also currently has the highest crime rate in America. Oh, damn. I think so, that I don't want to move to Flint it. because I feel like it's real cold. Like all the time. Listen, it's really cold all the time, except for maybe two months out of the whole entire year. But I shouldn't complain about Flint, Michigan, because Texas is also real cold. And I'm feeling like it's cold all year. It's going to snow again tomorrow. I know. You know, I was I've been having a little soul searching this week, Tab. And I've been meaning to tell you that I think maybe I'm not moving to Texas. I think maybe you're moving to Orange County. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be my new vision board. (laughs) Okay. I'm not sure that's going to happen. <laughs> okay. Just think about it. You can dream. You okay. can dream. Okay. So anyhow, I am going to take you back to the late 90s in Flint, Michigan, where Bruce and Cherie Miller were living. 
The couple had just gotten married in early 1999. Bruce was in his late 40s and Cherie in her late 20s. The age difference was pretty drastic. Over 20 years. Yeah. But, you know, Cherie, she had a couple kids already, was already married before. And Bruce, the same. So, you know, Bruce thought it was great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 40... He was like 48. Oh, that's old. That's on the older end. 28, 48. That's not too bad. I'd rather see her be 32. I like to see you out of your 20s. Something about when you're like above 30 and having a relationship with an older dude, I'm more okay with. Yeah, I tend to agree with you there. I don't want you giving your 20s away to some old dude. Sorry. Although she looked... She didn't look, she looked older than she was. Okay. I'll say that. Okay. And she already had a couple kids, so she probably acted like a 40-year-old. Boring. Okay. (laughs) And I can say that because I'm fucking 40, so don't give me any of that age hate again, okay? Come on, people. Okay, anyhow. So, Cherie, you know, she was looking for Bruce for some stability. Bruce was looking for a hot wife. I don't know. Uh, they actually met at work. Bruce had hired Cherie to help him at the office. He had a salvage yard. Bruce also worked for GM for his main job, but owned this junkyard on the side where he had a bunch of car parts and, you know, you know, those salvage yards, you know what they look like? Yeah. I love a salvage yard. Salvage me all you day. Do. Yeah. Ravage me in a I salvage yard. I could totally yard. see Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh, shoot. Maybe that's what Cherie found sexy about Bruce, I guess. Yeah. No, I love it. Old junk. Shoot. Old junk. Yeah. Well, Bruce loved it also. It was a great secondary income on top of his job for GM. Uh, Cherie, she sold Mary Kay Cosmetics. Mm, I can live without but that. But also needed a second. You can live without Mary Kay. Yeah. But in the late 90s, it was a thing. My grandma had like every single Mary Kay product on the planet. I know. But, you know, I got a picky smeller. Mary Kay doesn't appease my nose. No. Okay. Okay. Just saying. And you didn't want to drive a pink car, a pink Cadillac? Never aspired to. No. No. Okay. Well, the salvage yard where they both went for their secondary income, this is where the two hit it off. And reports are that Cherie was the one who was making the moves and wanted to get married. They actually didn't really plan on getting married. They just had some wild hair up their little booties when they went to Vegas one time. And wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. They were married. Once they were married, Bruce took the stepfather role, loyal husband role, real well. And so did his parents. They actually took care of Cherie's children when they would go out of town. From all their friends' accounts, these two were a normal couple. I mean, they didn't think Bruce would actually marry this young chick. But after he did, all the friends were, like, fine with it. Mm -hmm. Bruce worked a lot, having two jobs. And Cherie would spend her free time on her new computer. She found this newfound love of the World Wide Web. Remember, people in the late 90s just started really figuring out this new thing called the Internet. Mm-hmm. There was the modem connection. Dial oh, up. shoot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You've got mail. And you would. That's right. Mm-hmm. And then you would set up your AOL email address, oh which I think you had to pay for. I still have an AOL address. Do you pay? Do you pay for it? Or you did have to pay for it, didn't you? No, I did have it like hacked one time. And so I had to pay to talk to someone on the phone about it. And then they just charged me $2 a month until forever, till I canceled the credit card. (laughs) Oh, and then now and now they like, now they're like, if you want live support, you need to keep paying us $2. (laughs) And I'm like, I think I'm good. I got it. Yeah, I think I'll go with Gmail. Yeah. Um, 
I actually, and then you had, you set up your instant messenger name, which was not the same as your email. Oh. I don't remember what mine was, but I remember what my husband's was. It was like big motor something. Ew. <laughs> he was into cars. What do you, what do oh, I Oh, big say? motor. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Not big motor boat, motor boating. <laughs> that would have been funny. Okay. That would have been funny. But he's more classy than that. Okay. While you guys are all trying to figure out what your I am name was, which mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you're trying to figure that out right now, Gretchy. Yeah. I think I remember. Let it's too embarrassing to admit. Go ahead. <laughs> Let me tell you about our sponsors for the week. Oh. Okay, now that we're back to 1999 and you guys all remembered your I am names from back then. Mine was Moonwatch. Moonwatch. Yeah, right. Moonwatch Sexy 123. It was something like that. Yeah. November 9th, 1999 to be exact date that we're going to go to. It was just seven or so months after Bruce and Cherie were married. Bruce was working at his salvage yard and was to bring home pizza for the family after he closed up shop around seven. When Bruce didn't show up after Cherie had ordered the pizza and told him to go get it, Cherie started to become worried. She called Bruce's sibling and confessed her worries that her husband wasn't answering her calls and wasn't at home. They went over to Bruce's shop and found Bruce lying on the floor with a gunshot wound to his head. The money that Bruce had in his pocket that he always carried and the money that they had at the yard was missing. So immediately they think it's a robbery gone wrong. Yeah. But was someone out to get Bruce? Once Cherie Miller was told of her husband's passing, she was real distraught as any wife would be. She couldn't believe it. But she had a feeling she knew who would be out to get her husband. She said, there's this guy, John Hutchison. I think you need to go see where he was at the time. John and Bruce had were actually buddies and they were in a bit of legal trouble together. Both were accused of changing VIN numbers on cars. And, you know, that's a criminal offense. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. And I think it probably happens a lot in those junkyards, you know? Yeah, so you can does. piece a car together and sell it. Something like that. I think a lot of like shady people like bring stolen cars to those people and then they fashion it some way new, you know, so they can resell it. Yeah, Yeah. that's. Yeah, that's probably what it was. Yeah, you're right. So John was actually charged for this crime, but Bruce was not. So Cherie thought for sure John could have it out for Bruce. And police, they figured 100 percent. And John was the prime suspect. When they interviewed John, he claimed to know nothing of the sorts, said he had no idea where Bruce was or that he had been killed, but he didn't have an alibi for that specific time of Bruce's death. And his crazy sibling told the police that he wanted to dispose of Bruce, like that he said at one time, you know, I'm going to dispose of that guy. So John Hutchison, he's looking pretty guilty. Right. The police kept probing John and even asked him to do a polygraph test, which he denied, Ugh. which looks pretty suspicious to me. Right. But they didn't have enough evidence to arrest him right then. So he was the prime suspect, but they sat on it, seeing if they could collect any more data until February 2000. So just a couple months later. A man by the name of Jerry Cassidy in Kansas City, Missouri, took his own life. Now I know you're thinking, what does the death by suicide of one man in one state have to do with the murder of another man a hundred miles or hundreds of miles away? Well, I'm going to tell you. Okay. When Jerry Cassidy was found, he had a Bible verse 
in one hand and a suicide note in another and a briefcase under his bed. The suicide note would be one of a confession, a confession to a murder and the briefcase to explain it all. Hundreds of copies of emails and instant messages that would tell a story that you cannot believe. You see, Jerry Cassidy, he was the secret lover of Cherie Miller. No. Yes, this only seven-month married chick has a Sancho already. Cherie. Seven-month-ish. Cherie. She didn't wait for seven years. No, I mean, seven months. Come on, girl. But there had to be more to it, Tab, because, I mean, I think most dudes are like, it's pretty hot. She's married. I don't have to pay her bills. I don't have to take care of her little rugrats. I just get to, you know, bang her. Right? So why would he want the husband dead? Lame. There's more to it. I knew it. Um, I'm going to tell you, there's more to it. When Cherie was not selling her Mary Kay, she was on the interweb, as you would call it, Gretchen. Mm -hmm. She found herself drawn to those AOL chat rooms. Cherie could be anyone she wanted to be online, and that she was. She used names like Love Me Slowly. She had lots of these, okay? Another one was Horny7241. And another one was, I want to be laid. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks, Astapro, for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert-built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC, Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities, LLC, member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. Those are just three out of over 25 names Cherie used. Wow, saucy. Oh, yeah. Were yours anywhere near those? I just told you what it was. It was Moonwatch. And it was only... It was Moonwatch? What the heck does that mean? Because I was at the um, library at the Ventura City College when I set up my first email account. And the person in the library who was helping me set it up was like, I think you have eyes like the moon or something. 
moon watch. <laughs> oh and I was like, okay, let's go with that. That's embarrassing. Okay. And I told you it was embarrassing. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So she quickly meets Jerry in one of these flirty rooms and was smitten. Jerry was a former police investigator from Kansas City, Missouri, turned pit boss in Reno, Nevada. And Cherie, well, Cherie was a wealthy lady that owned a bunch of businesses and was married to an abusive husband that was part of the mob. Or... That's what she told Jerry. I'm like, oh, that's what she told him. But being a pit boss is sexy, mm-hmm. right? It is sexy. Yeah. I think it is too. Yeah. And then the fact that he used to be a police officer, I mean, all of that is pretty sexy. Yeah. Sheree and Jerry started talking online nonstop. The instant messages and emails were hours and hours of every day. Because remember, in 1999, you still had to like pay for long distance calling. <laughs> and even on your cell phone, you had minutes. That you had to pay for. Yeah. You know, you. Ha- I think I had like 250 minutes a month or something like that. Oh, yeah. I remember it was a thing. You can't go- be going over your minutes. No, I think I got charged a lot of money for going over my minutes oh, one yeah. month. And I, I had got to beg the lady to help me. Reduce the phone bill. Yeah, I had that one time too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I had that multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, we're chatty. Anyways, and... So instant messaging was something you could do practically free. You just pay for the dial-up. Cherie and Jerry's online love affair quickly turned into an actual affair when Cherie and her girlfriend took a little trip to the Harris Casino in Reno, Nevada to check Jerry out in the flesh. Cherie bought herself some costume jewelry, made herself up real cute with her Mary Kay, and sat down at Jerry's table. Then... The two, they quickly found themselves in bed after Jerry's shift. And, you know, bow chicka wow wow. Jerry was smitten with Cherie as he was recently divorced, lost his police job, and he kind of began drinking a little too much. So Cherie was this spark of light in his life. Even though Cherie was honest about being married and living in Michigan, everything else she told Jerry was not the real thing. And you know what you said? Like, maybe he liked the fact that there was not really any, not strings, but he didn't have any responsibilities right. to her, right? Just yeah. having her come and go from Reno. Mm-hmm. So he probably did like that. However, Cherie played the victim to Jerry. She, like I told you, played this abused and battered wife. Ah, that's what Sherry Papini just did. She told her ex-boyfriend. We're going to get into it. Told her ex-boyfriend that her husband was beating her. Yeah. So he took her in. These liars. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Oh, my God. And this, like, Jesse Jesse guy also acted like he was abused. You want to hear what he got sentenced? I just refreshed the feed. Yes. 150 days in jail, 30 months felony probation. I thought he was only going to get probation, to be honest. Yeah, me too. I did too. It's got to go to jail. Yeah. Okay. So shortly after their first sexual encounter, Cherie tells Jerry that she is pregnant with his baby. How does she know? How does she know? I guess she's not blanking her husband. I don't know. Or maybe he, maybe she told him that he had a vasectomy, so it had to be Jerry's or something like that. Okay. You know? mm-hmm. The ironic thing is that Cherie actually had her tubes tied, so she couldn't get pregnant. Oh. But that's not what she told Jerry. Jerry was ecstatic. He thought that Cherie would leave this abusive guy and raise their baby together. Cherie sent him sonogram pictures <clears throat> and even pictures of her growing baby belly. Okay. She would go on with this lie until she couldn't because, you know, your belly only gets so big when you like eat enough. Right. And then she would make up another story to go along with it and the one with the baby, is that she lost her baby at the hands of Bruce. She says Bruce beat her and raped her until she miscarried. 
she would also produce pictures to Jerry of her bruised self that she would make up with her Mary Kay makeup. Oh, okay. Well, it's good for something. This girl was a wackadoo. Yeah, wackadoo. Talk about wackadoo. Like Sherry Papina wackadoo. Yeah. And poor Jerry, he fell for it. (sighs) So Jerry seemed pretty depressed via his brother saying, and his brother convinced him to head back home to Missouri, get into AA, which he finally did. And you know what? Miss Cherie got pregnant again. She's kind of going back and forth to visit him and, you know, hang out and then having sex with him and then getting pregnant. It's like a thing. Yeah. So this time she gets pregnant with twins. Yeah. And Jerry is, again, he's ecstatic. He thinks, oh, my God, she's going to for sure leave him this time and come be with me. And I am getting my life together. I am in an AA and I'm living, you know, back at home. And there's some my family here and we're going to have a happy family. But this time, Sherry loses her baby to a gang rape. Oh, She has manipulated this guy with her emails insane amount of times. Okay, listen. He's going for it. I think he's got, he's going for it. Okay, listen. Jerry is not so uncommon, let me tell you. Because, you know what this kind of reminds me of is the 90 Day Fiance. You watch that show, you see so many of these people buy the sob stories. And they're, they're making shit up. And these guys fall for it. She's there's like a, a 90 certain, day fiance before. There's a certain level of love or or whatever, infatuation, whatever you want to call it. And when you cross that line, there is like, you can tell them anything and they'll believe it. Blinders. Total blinders. Yeah. 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 Jerry totally believed it. You should see how many emails this woman sent to him professing her love to him. <laughs> He professes his love back and his devotion to her. And she says she wants to leave, but she can't. She can't leave the abuse because she's afraid she's going to be killed. Because you remember what she told him was Bruce was in the mob. Oh, yeah. So she says stuff like, Jerry, you win. Are you happy now? You win. I will leave him and have nothing and he will go on happily ever after, but he will come after me. He will never suffer for the things that he, that he took from me. My baby, you win. I will sit in Kansas city and worry about having a bullet being put in my head. Just going to the grocery store. I will sit in Kansas city while he is free. Well, someone and something I loved couldn't be here. I never had the chance. The shit goes on and on like that. These are her emails. I know a couple of things about manipulation. No, the the mafia, Acustra, whatever they call it. And um, yeah. last time I checked, they didn't hang out much in Kansas City. It's like, <laughs> no, she's going to leave. <laughs> she's going to leave Flint, Michigan to go to Kansas City to be with mm. with. with with Jerry. Okay. And then she's going to worry about the mob coming after her at the grocery store. I mean, and I'm like, come on, Jerry used to be a police officer. Really? Like, look the guy up. I don't know. Like, is he really in the mob? I don't think so. I don't think but so, Jerry. I don't think so. She would say over and over, the only way to leave Bruce was if Bruce was not breathing any longer, if she could just wake up and he would have no pulse. She makes up these fairy tale emails about how, you know, some guy would come and save her and she needs saving. The constant fear of her husband is so overwhelming. And Jerry is the only thing that gives her life. Jerry actually responds to a lot of these emails begging for her to leave him and saying that there are other ways besides violence. But Cherie says it's not enough. 
Well, I hope at the end of this, we're going to learn that she's found somewhat accountable for all this manipulative bullshit because she was dumb enough to put it all in writing. So it should haunt her. (laughs) I know. It does. Okay. Sheree wants Bruce dead. And after enough abuse and loss now of, you know, three fictitious babies, Mm -hmm. uh, Jerry finally breaks. And he decides to do the unthinkable and kill Sheree's abusive, awful mob boss husband. And Sheree tells him just how to do it. She tells him that you're going to go to the yard at this exact time. I'm going to call him so that he's standing in this exact place. You're going to park in this exact spot and you're going to walk in and you're going to shoot him. And it went perfectly planned. Jerry left right away back to Kansas City and um, Cherie would try to pin it on John or just as a robbery gone wrong. As Jerry made his way back home and waited for Cherie to be in his arms or at least call him, guess what Cherie did? What? She ghosted Jerry. She shut down all of her accounts, erased her emails and her instant messages, left his ass. Oh, yeah, that would piss Jerry off. Can you believe it? This woman is so evil. She's a user. She's a user. Yeah. And just after two weeks from Bruce's death, Cherie had herself another boyfriend. Oh, yeah. This is very 90 Day Fiance. A living. She moved right in. Moving in. Okay. Jerry was used, manipulated into this heinous act. And unfortunately, Jerry himself couldn't live with it. So this poor guy was duped by Cherie Miller. And like I said in the beginning, you know, he took his own life. Sadly, I feel sorry for him. I feel really sorry for him. I think that after so so much manipulation from her, he was trying to be the hero. He was humiliated when she ghosted him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine? I mean kick him when he's down already. I mean, she already knows that he's going through this divorce and he's trying to get off alcohol and all this stuff. And then she's just playing his heartstrings into the place where he kills her husband for her. Don't even get me started. Right. So Cherie, although they have all this evidence against her, she is pleading the innocence. She says that there is you know, he could have made up all those emails. However, she was convicted of first and second degree murder and sentenced to life in prison with an extra 58 years for second degree murder. Wow. I'm Which really I shocked. She could be convicted of both. I didn't know she could be convicted of first degree murder. Yeah. Wow. I guess it's like premeditation because she manipulated, like she masterminded the whole thing. She did. I know. Remember that one case where that girl um, manipulates the boyfriend into committing or sorry, not committing, but taking his own life. Mm -hmm. Death by suicide. Remember that? Yeah. I know my now my not to say committing. So sorry, guys, if that offends you. I did not know that that is not something that we say anymore. So I'm going to be better about that. So Cherie had maintained her innocence for years and After six or so years in prison, Cherie was let out. The courts determined that the suicide note that was left by Jerry was inadmissible in courts because Jerry was not able to testify himself. So Cherie was let out pending a new trial or appeals regarding this letter. She was actually out for a few years until the court reinstated the sentence and admitted the letter, which is so weird. Like, I've never heard that something happens, like this though. before. Yeah, that happens. It does? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's what happened. And the appeals went up the judicial ladder and they finally determined that, yes, she should be back in prison and the letter should be admissible. Sheree said, herself that when she was walking back into the prison yard, her daughter was crying so uncontrollable 
that she knew she couldn't lie any longer. And from that day, she wrote a letter admitting to it all and says that pretty much what I told you is exactly what happened. So she used Bruce for his money, charged up his credit cards, bought herself anything she wanted, and she used Jerry Cassidy to get rid of Bruce. And she knows that she ruined a lot of lives and families, including her own. Well, I was, for one, impressed that Jerry um, left a note of accountability because that's kind of unusual. They'd usually go out like that stupid Jennifer Julo's husband and never just admit it. I you know. know. It's like if I you're know. if you're if you are not going to be here tomorrow, you might as well just sit, tell the truth. Right. So, I agree. You know, okay. I mean, save us all. Yeah. A lot of heartache. Yeah. You know, so I was with that, but I would never think that the type of um, that would pull something like this would take accountability. So maybe there is hope for Sherry Papini. <laughs> maybe she's. Oh. <laughs> One's name is Sherry and the other's Sheree. Sheree. It's so weird. I feel like Sheree is such an 80s name. I don't hear that name anymore, but it used to be a thing. Sheree. Yeah. 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 She was interesting when when I watch her. I mean, she looks like a 40-year-old woman to me, and she's only 29 on the stand. And you can hear, I mean, it's, they read all these emails to her, not all of them, because there's hundreds, and, um, but some of them, and they're like, did you write that? Yes, I wrote that. I mean, she admits to writing it, but at the same time, she's saying that she's innocent. So I'm like, well, girlfriend, you just said that you right. wish that you would wake up and he was not breathing. Yeah. So what are you trying to say there? And with her fairy tale one, they were like, you know, you can read between the lines here. And she was like, it was just a story. It was just a fairy tale. Just wrote it. Like, okay. Okay. But I don't know. I think it probably does give her family a little bit of closure knowing that she admitted to this yeah at like in the case yeah. of just thinking Smollett, that she's innocent yeah i think because i watched his grandmother and his brother testify i think that if he had listen your family is like your family they're always going to be with you i think if he had admitted to them that he did it i think it would be easier for them because they're just like we're just going to mm -hmm. ride or die for you buddy you know like you say you're innocent we're going to take it and they're going to go down fighting. They're going to fight everyone instead of just being able to say like, hey, he made a mistake and we're all healing from it. You know, give us our space. Instead, it's like in, it's creating this intense anger because there's no resolution. And right. Right. Because no one yeah, is saying think, they're accountable. I, I feel like if he would just say I made a mistake. I thought that I would get a lot of publicity and I needed it for my career. People would be like, you know, OK, that was you really made it. Stupid. It was really stupid. But OK, I think that is his was his only yeah. shot at moving on because I personally think he's guilty. And he didn't. And so now you're just like you're an idiot and I don't like you. I never want to see you on a show. And if I do, I'm going to think you're like Chris Brown. You know, I can't. People still listen to Chris Brown's music. And after he beat up Rihanna, I can't do it. I know. I, I just, I don't have any respect for him. And I don't have any respect for Jesse either. Because oh they can't hold themselves accountable. Did you see what just happened with Chris Brown recently? No. Okay. No. Chris Brown is feeling vindicated of late because apparently he hooked up with some girl. And I don't have the story in front of me or anything, but I just read this. He hooked up with some girl and she... They exchanged a lot of text messages and she kept trying to hook up with her, him again. And he ghosted her and her text messages to him were like, I don't want to bother you, but you had the best dick I ever had. And I just want more of it. It was like, it was like that. Okay. And there was a lot of them. <laughs> okay. Okay. She went and filed charges that he raped her. And what? yeah, something like that. She filed some kind of charges against him. And so he published 
all the text messages in between them and was like, look, this the char- yeah. the charges were dropped because it was clearly consensual. So, wow. you know, awesome. it uh, is really just the theme those. of all this is that you really do people such a huge <laughs> disservice when you make shit up. This Sherry Papini thing is like, Clearly, she's got some mental issues and stuff. But you know what I keep thinking about? Remember that case we did about Denise Amber Lee, who legit was taken and, you know, never came home. I mean, what does this say? Sherry Papini's family. I mean, we'll talk about it more, but, you know, they're all like up in arms about this whole thing and how Sherry was arrested and the whole thing. And it's like, well, I don't know. I just feel some kind of way for the families who actually have lived through it. Like you don't have a leg yeah. to stand on, people. There isn't. Yeah. There's not. There's no defense for lying. Don't lie. <laughs> and then we wouldn't have to question everyone. So that's Agreed. the theme. That's the theme. Honesty is the best policy, unless your AOL name was so. Moonwatch. Then maybe you should omit that. Should have been something cooler. <laughs> <laughs> it's cute. I. I mean. I I think it is so just fine. I don't think you need to think any which way okay. with Moonwatch. Okay. I just think it's the the embarrassing part is not that it's named as Moonwatch. It's that um how you got it. <laughs> yeah. right. At the library. At the, <laughs> at the library. library. I probably got mine at the library too. Although, you know, the library is a great place to look things up if you don't want anybody knowing what you're looking up. Oh, definitely. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Is that a while? All right. So you guys, thank you so much for listening. If you want more of us, you know, you guys can find us at patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime. Gretchen is actually doing a bonus crime this week that you all will probably very much like. I enjoyed it myself. We already recorded it because I am on vacay at the moment. That is if my plane can take off tomorrow, by the way, because, you know, there is snow in the forecast. But anyways, we'll talk about that later. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Housewives of True Crime Group. If you are into dieting, exercise, want to tell us how to get more fit faster, please go to Housewives of True Crime on crack. I mean, keto or something like that. Yeah. You can find it. And we're on Instagram. And I think that's all. So thank you guys so much. If you want to give us a review, we really appreciate it. Also, if you would like to tell your friends about us, we appreciate that even more. So clink, clink. Clink, clink. 